Well, welcome everybody to Forever Bristol City podcast. Well, no defeats. And then like buses, two come along one after the other. Uh, to be expected against Man City in midweek where we put up a performance. But today at the Cardiff City Stadium, it finished Cardiff City 2, City 0. Not a great day at the office. I'm joined by uh, Mark, Ian and Chris Honour, who've all watched uh, the game. Uh, I'll start with each of you. You first, Chris. Just a 30-second thoughts as you made your first post-match cup of tea, if you're on something as soft as that. Um, just basically disappointing. It was like after the Lord Mayor show. Um, yeah, it was, it was like we were a little bit flat, although... We, I felt we were the better team. There was a couple of killer punches, uh, which obviously Cardiff um, exploited and ended up two goal winners. Uh, it, it's, it's disappointing because we're on a great run and that's how far we've come in the last sort of 10, 12 weeks. But um, yeah, it, it's not it's not great. It wasn't brilliant. And um, we live to fight and go again. It's uh, yeah, it's never nice yeah. to beat, to lose a game to Cardiff, is it? No, never nice to lose to Cardiff. We go again. Tuesday against Neil Warnock's uh, Huddersfield, who lost 4-0 at home to uh, Coventry. But uh, there we go. Ian, uh, your your brief overview thoughts of the game. Um, I, I think if, if I start with some positives, I thought Scotty played well in, in both roles today. wasn't brilliant, but he, was, he stood out against the others. I thought Mark Sykes and George Tanner looked good on the right-hand side. I'd agree with Pearson that our, we didn't move the ball quick enough. Our tempo wasn't high enough. And we just don't have any physical strength outside the back four. Um, we certainly haven't got height. And we've got this terrible habit of trying to walk the ball in the back of the net. Um, so I, I think I can understand why why we, we do that with very small players. Um, and I think I'm correct in saying we haven't got a player over six foot outside of the back four. Um, so, yeah, uh, and the the worst thing for me are the, the injuries that look like season ending or stress look like uh, on, on what I'm hearing um, to Callas and Williams because that, that will mean we've got seven people missing from a first-team squad of 23. Mm. No, that's not good. Well, but maybe more opportunities uh, for the youngsters. Uh, Mark, you always uh, seem to try and put a positive spin on it. But, you know, Ian said Scott had a good game, but he seemed pretty ineffectual for me. I'd take the tw- 25 million now, to be quite honest. Uh, but your thoughts on the, on the 90 minutes? Disappointment for three odd thousand fans that went down there. Yeah, I mean, City's failings in front of goal came home to haunt them. It's now four four goals in, in the last five league games. And, uh, you know, we haven't scored in open play for for, for, uh, uh, for, for a few league for a few league games. And that, that's, that is the real problem. And those were expecting a high-tempo, exciting seven-side derby. Uh, we're, we're, we're sadly disappointed because Lamucci played a back five, made, gave, gave the ball to City... We had large, we had a huge amount of possession, but we didn't have the have the quality to make to make use of it. We should have gone ahead, but we 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 just did not step up from that Man City game because Cardiff sucked the energy out of the game, and and we really offered nothing in the final third. That was what was frustrating, and the real kick in the teeth was the two two injuries. Leaves us with a razor-thin uh, squad. We got a squad squad anyway. I could not understand why, for balance, Andy King wasn't brought on in place uh, of Joe Williams. We got a, a defensive central midfielder in there, and once again, we had to... I, I don't understand why we had to shoehorn Vyman in and take Sykes out of his best position, because I think well. he offered a real free going forward yeah and we lost that when he went off yeah you're right there and uh, I like that what was it you you, you used the term uh, no, wafer is it wafer th- wafer edge and knife thin I think but uh, yeah I yeah. said razor thin which <laughs> razor thin it's so. absolute yeah I think that's yeah. I, I don't think that makes can, makes any sense it, I, I think the guys I, agree I think with it's me. quite funny really but there we go well it'll do <laughs> Chris, Chris the starting lineup it meant a recall for Mometti. Uh we played on Tuesday. It wasn't on Wednesday. I mean, you've you've played obviously at the highest level. By a Saturday, 
is is there, is there an excuse first of all for the players that played on Tuesday to be tired or not? They've played a few games recently, haven't they? But I think um, uh, there is a, there is an issue of tiredness. I mean, I, I would imagine the whole event of Tuesday took a took its toll on some of the players. Um, I mean, I think Bristol City obviously started believing in their own hype after maybe Tuesday display and all the compliments that came their way. They probably didn't um, address the game uh, earlier today in the, in the manner they have been earlier in the season or since they've, they've turned their form around. Um, I, I just... You can't make excuses because they're professional footballers, but there is always an element of tiredness and it, sometimes you just become weary, your sharpness uh, disappears. Um, but when they went a couple of goals down, they started zipping the ball about and they looked 10% better, which was just a real shame. They didn't do it earlier in the game. And um, mm. I think Cardiff deserved, if, if they were if they were set up the way um, the manager is explaining the way they did with back five um, and just to catch us uh, with the odd goal and then sit behind the ball as much as they did, then they did their job well. But I, I thought Bristol City, with their possession, they looked sharp at times. But we just didn't have that cutting edge. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Sam Bell was maybe lucky to start. Would I? You played Naki Wells in front of him, probably, probably. most likely. Yeah. Um, but that's a discussion for later on. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think that would have been my only change. And going back to the point of Vyman being shoehorned into midfield, um, I, I, I was watching it on the red button, and I didn't even see him come on. And all of a sudden, I I saw Joe Williams wasn't dropping deep to get the ball from from the centre-halves and, and I saw Byman cropping up and I thought, where did he come from? Mm. Um, and I was surprised. You know, Would you have listen. agreed with what I think Mark said that, you know, maybe Andy King, you know, he's got fresh legs, even his advanced years, that would have been a more logical substitution to keep the shape of the side? Well, Andy King, when he was probably five years younger, definitely, but only the manager knows at, at what level what of fitness he, he is. Right. and what he, I mean, he, he literally played the last two minutes of that game on Tuesday night. Um, uh, it could have been possibly more had the referee played a little bit more extra time um, because that was the shortest injury time I've ever known in the game um, in the FA Cup game um, I've It was, known. wasn't it? Considering how many substitutions have been made there, that was yeah, incredible there was, there, was, there was 10 subs and they played two minutes but you know maybe they just thought this and they're 3-0 up they need to get games, back home game's they've, got gone. A big, they've got a big game on Saturday we need to get them on the coach and get them back wow. to Manchester and save Bristol City's blushes just in just yeah. in case they score another one, but um, yeah, they yeah, didn't show any tiredness today because uh, they beat they no. beat Newcastle, didn't they? Who so are a good the side other, in themselves. So there's yeah. the other other side of the coin. It didn't affect them, and no. um, why should it affect Bristol? Well, it's always an excuse, I think. But there we go, Ian. Uh, the starting lineup, I think, yeah, everybody expected uh, Mametti uh, to come in to the side, which he did. Do you agree with Chris that you know Sam was lucky? To keep his place, what well, lucky, you know, well, I, you could have changed Sam. I mean, he, 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 I thought he was, and others have said to me independently, he was a bit maybe overawed by the occasion. I mean, he had a chance early on on uh, Tuesday. He lost uh, Mares's marker. I don't think he, he did the best he could with that header late on. But uh, are you surprised he was in uh, in the eleven? Yeah, I just started Naki Wells instead. Mm. So we on the basis got, of on the base on the basis of what experience well, we or, or what? Well, experience and ability at that level. But I mean, I don't think Naki was great when he came on. Um, we we haven't got a nine, so we haven't got a back to goal striker, and that's what we should have gone out and got instead of Cornick in the window. Um, uh, and and I totally agree on the Andy King thing because. What he did, the same with, with the uh, Cornick substitution, you negate Tanner and St- Sykes that were working really well on the right flank. They were working better than Pring and Mimetti yes. for most of the game. And I, I, I don't understand that. And it's this, I've signed the bloke, so I'm going to shoe on him somewhere. To me, Cornick doesn't look, he's got no upper body strength and he doesn't look, Sharper fit. He so, looks poor, doesn't he, Ian? Yeah. I think he looks really poor, and I don't want him to be. I'm desperate for him to do well. And there was oh, I, want of, 
all to yeah. do well. And I want to win every game from now to the end of the season. But I've wanted a lot of things in my life, and I am really, I am always gone. Um, and, do, you, and, do, you, do you want to do you want to run any of them by me? <laughs> Not on air. Give us a ring, and I'll t- I got a whole list. But um, no, I mean, yeah. look, I don't think he's. If everyone was fit tomorrow, and they never will be, and and this is a reason why I believe. The, the number of players I'd be looking to sign in the summer, assuming Callas and De Silva go, I'd be looking to sign six. All right. Let's talk about the signing players uh, when we've reviewed the game. Um, just oh. sticking on lineups, Mark, they had uh, Callum O'Dowder uh, was on the bench with them, Rina Motta, this player we were allegedly interested in in the summer. And they had Connor Wickham. Uh, now, what, how, how did he come to leave Forest Green? Did he, did he score? Nine in twenty, did I hear that he scored <coughs> nine in twenty for Forest Green? Then cancelled his contract, and would he have satisfied? Even though he's a bit of a lump and his best days are behind him, yeah, you know, would he have? He's played at a decent level. Would he have satisfied? You know that that target man? Because I thought Sykes today, the number of times he was on the right, and he did have a good game. Sykes, yeah, he was looking, and there was nothing to aim for. But Mark, your thoughts on the? That, that Cardiff lineup, Romain Sawyer's in there as well. You know, Joe Rolls. You know, they're they they're not a great side, but they're not you know, they're not a bunch of no hopers, are they? No, I mean the best player of the day was Jaden Philogene, and they got on loan from Aston Villa, England under twenty international. Uh, has been looked look, look good quality and you know scored scored a good goal. Although he showed showed him far too much respect and looked a threat. I thought Connor Wickham looked exactly what he was, a lump. I mean, he's nearly 30. He's had terrible injuries throughout his career. His contract um, at Forest Green was over. He scored 9 in 12, did really well there. And Cardiff took a chance on him. But I I don't think he really did anything in the game apart from get Callis injured. Um, mm. Cabba was was the bigger bigger threat, as we'll, we'll talk about, um, who took his chance. But yeah. Um, they 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 played the percentages. They got a, a decent player in a uh, uh, Shea Joe who they got from Liverpool. These half decent Sawyer's has been around a bit. Uh, recruited by um, Dean Smith um, uh, from Walsall to Third, and then got a good money move to West Brom and didn't really do do a lot there. So he's a decent decent player, but. Again, a player we were linked with when he was a lot better than he is now, probably. Yeah, but uh, there we go. All yeah. right, let's get into let's get into the action. I mean, we started brightly enough, and uh, I think uh, Sykes got down early on. They had a chance. Not long after that, Ojo is it Ojo? Ojo with a shot that was well saved uh, by Max uh, and Callas hoofing the ball away. But uh, Chris, on twenty-two minutes, good uh, opportunity. Uh, James uh, put Sykes away. He crossed and uh, the ball was headed by uh, Scott and then uh, Mometi also did well there. There were, there were two chances there, Chris. Really, shouldn't we? And should we have gone ahead there? How did you see? How did you see that incident that I've just described? Well, it was a great breakaway, wasn't it? They they sprung forward really quickly. It was a good ball into the box. Um, it resulted in a fabulous save. One of them should hit the back of the net. I thought the Cardiff defenders reacted well, as did the keeper. Um, he obviously went down injured after that. But wasn't there a, uh, a cross into the box just previous to that, that um, that Sykes got his, his whole body shape wrong and it kind of went back towards the crosser of the ball, um, which, which I thought was a decent chance had he met it properly. Um, he's obviously not great in the air. That's Sykes the one himself, that uh, so. Joe Williams sliced, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Similar yeah, I wonder to whether the, it was a shot or whether it was a Similar to his, cross. Um, we'll call it a pass. Ha, ha, ha. Simon. Up at Blackburn. Blackburn last year. Yeah, similar effort. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it, that was a, it. Was a brilliant breakaway. You know, had we executed and got a goal, it, it would have been well deserved. But Cardiff defended it well, and um, we were unfortunate. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was that was that for me was probably well one of our best passages of play, and there was two attempts uh, in there. Uh, obviously, Ian, we lost. Uh, Williams, Vyman came on. Uh, I don't think uh, Pring was too happy a few minutes after that substitution when James passed the ball to him and Pring tried to uh, dribble it over, didn't he, before the ball broke for Wickham to uh, uh, knock it over the top. But uh, Pring was uh, dicing with death back there in his own box trying to dribble it away, wasn't he? Well, I think uh, he should have just smashed it away first time. 
uh, and and James slid in the ball. It was reasonable, but Pring took a ch- took a touch with his right foot, and he didn't have time. So, I was surprised, Ian. Sorry, I was surprised though, James. He, he put on knowing he's a left footer. Why did he put on his right foot? Well, you, yeah, you'd have to ask Matty James that. I mean, Matty, I don't know why Matty James didn't clear it unless he thought, oh, I've got a couple of blokes in the way. It's going to hit them and I'll give it to Cam Pring. But either way, one of them should have just booted it out the penalty area. I mean, there's there's times to play out and there's t- there's times not to. Um, and I think that was one of the times when you just, you know, put your foot through it. Anyway. Yeah, definitely. It didn't happen. Mark, what would uh, your words of wisdom be if you'd have been in the dressing room at halftime and in Nigel Pearson's view? Because as as the other guys have said, you know, we're very much in the game. Yeah, uh, we'd had the, bet, the, the better of the few chances uh, that there were. But what, what would you have done if you were uh, if you were Nigel? I just said, you know, they've got a very, they've got a square, very square back five, and if we pass the ball quicker and play the ball inside the centre back, somebody needs to make a run, offer a run uh, in in front of the ball, um, because the, the the pace was was too slow. We moved it from side to side, like we were facing up to a brick wall, but we had nothing to to open them up. Um, that was the problem. There was nobody getting behind that that defence at all. So, change it up a bit. You know, make make uh, make Cardiff work because we were just playing into their hands. The pace that we were playing at, you know, we, it, the game was there was there for the taking. We expected City to stay, set, uh, to step up the pace, and regardless of whether we played against Manchester City or any team on a Tuesday, that 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 is no excuse. Um, you know, for the poor way that we you know that we approached the second half. Mm. No, we did seem a bit flat, and Cardiff did seem up for it more, if we can say that. So into the second half, Chris, and the goal, the first goal on 51 minutes. Uh, 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 yeah, how did you how did you see it? An avoidable one? You know, anybody at fault there? Um, I, I was always told as a kid, whether it's, you know, full back or at centre half or even an, a, as a right, a right side midfield player, you've got to stop the crosses at source. And, and we had done so, so well up, up until that point. And that was obviously um, one of the one of the big uh, advantages Cardiff had over Bristol City. Is, and you've mentioned it just earlier that we haven't got many um, people over six foot. I would probably debate debate whether it's five foot eleven or five foot ten because we're a very small side at the moment. And in the championship, there's some big big lumps of players. So you, they knew, they knew they had that advantage. They tossed the ball in the box. There seemed to be quite a few players under it, and it. It was, a, it was a good glancing header or in off the post. I saw Max O'Leary surprised. He, I think he thought he may just have got it or it was going wide. And um, yeah, obviously Cardiff um, were 1-0 up and that was a huge disappointment because it was avoidable. You've just got to stop the cross coming in and then you just got to be big and strong in the box. Mm. Ian, uh, well defended the goal or or not? You know, should, he have, should that cross have even got that far and he was up there... F- he got above three of our players, I think, didn't he? Certainly two. Well, he he would do because he's bigger, stronger, and taller, and and that's the problem. I think if you if you look at the, how tall Max O'Leary is off the top of my head, I know Cam's six one, Zach Viner's six two. I think George Tanner's about five ten. Um, but Callas was on the field then. But Callas is only six foot. He's not a giant. He's just a really good jumper. But sometimes you have to give credit to the opposition. It was a really good cross. And I mean, there, there isn't a keeper in the world that's going to save that. But it, it's where it's a little bit like the shot for the goal. People are saying, should Max have saved it, or it, you know, was it a, a more of a grass cutter or whatever? But if you look at the defending that led up to it. The silver shows him inside. Scott's jogging back, doesn't put a tackle in, and whoever else was coming out just stands there. Now, Ian, can I, Ian, can I step in on that one? Because I went yeah. mad watching it. I, I, I went absolutely mad watching it because for me, the silver shows him inside. He gets a little bit close to Alex Scott or whoever was inside him, and then he's passed him over without that person engaging. At yeah. that time, De Silva is engaged. It's his responsibility. He should he should usher him all the way across until someone is able to block the shot. And he did yeah, exactly that. He, he, che- he cheated, and that really upset me because yeah, he's, let his, think, own, he's if, let his own teammates down and he's let everyone down. Because that second goal, 
was a killer because at one nil down, we I've still had a got chance. a chance. Yeah. yeah. Because if 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 this is one of the things that you miss when a player like Joe Williams isn't on the field, because Joe Williams would have been probably the player he showed him inside to and front him up, or Absolutely. he would have released yeah. somebody else Absolutely. to do it. But this is, you know, if you're starting off with, with two holding midfield players and one of them goes off and you've got a guy that can play holding midfield on the bench, and we also had, we had young Taylor Clark on there as well, then why not bring one of them on and leave Scott where he's most effective? Yeah. Weren't some that. people, Ian? Sorry, guys. Weren't some people calling for a William? Sorry, a, a James Scott midfield too? And I thought, yeah. And then bringing Vyman in behind the front, and I thought, no, nah, that's just well, that's getting Vyman in, but that's just not strong enough in the middle, is it? Scott and uh, Scott I, and James. Pers- personally, I I I struggle sometimes to, to think of what Scott's best position is because in mm. some cases he's better from coming from a bit deeper, and I think he thinks his best position. It's central midfield. And perhaps when he's 23, 24, it, it may well be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously by that time, playing in a much, much better team. Yeah. Uh, but I think at the moment, he's he's I'm torn on it a little bit, but I think he's probably better off playing where he does, where he's got more freedom and he can drop back in and try and affect the game yeah. Going both ways, but hmm. but that's you know that's that's a that's uh, for me All that's right. a de- debatable one. Let me let me bring Mark in uh, here. I mean the the guys we've we've taken through the two goals there, and uh, as they said on the second one, yeah. I uh, mean the silver one, the silver one actually on the pitch then uh, for the first goal. He didn't come on. To no, the, six, the second one he was, minute. but as the guys said, they you know he it was like after you type of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was bit, what, like, I, what yeah. I wanted to ask you. Mark, between the two goals, we did have a chance. Kipre fouled Scott right on the edge of the box. Uh, and Mometi, he had the shot saved by uh, Allsop. But a very disappointing game from Mometi. And there was lots of comment on uh, Otib. He looked what he is, a League One player. you know. And the guys, I think Ian's already said, him and Pring down the left, there was nothing there today at all. But first of all, the free kick. You know, another yard forward might have been another pen, but uh, maybe could we have done better with that? Do you think? No, it was a great. I mean, it was a great run by Alex Scott. He took the ball across the box. I mean, and he was waiting for you know, we waiting for a foul because it'd been difficult to bring it back in and get open his body out and, and you know get a good good shot in. But Mameti hit it well. It was a bit too near the middle of the goal. And um, the, the, the keeper saved it with his, with his right hand as he was diving to the left. So you know his arm comes over, and he mm. pushes it. I mean, it was a it was a comfortable save. If it had been right in the corner, it might have given him a bit a bit of trouble. But it was he, he hit it he, he hit it well. Uh, you know, got it over the wall and down. And the keeper made a de- made a decent save. But yeah, Mamesi, you know. He yeah he got caught in possession today of what he looks like a League One player. I mean I think that's a bit uh, that, that's I mean he he had a great game last week. I think his delivery's got got improved sometimes, and he's going to be in and out. I mean he's mm. he's you know stepping up from League One to the Championship. He's he's had some games. I think he needs to break his duck in front of goal today. Yeah. I don't think you can blame him for that shot. Oh I'm no, I'm not. I'm not. You can I'm blame not him for the it. no, not you, but you can blame him for the one later, the one that, that was saved uh, by the keeper. He, he had no room, but the, the guy was on top of him when he when he shot following uh, Scott's header. But yeah, he just he didn't have a very good game. Was caught running into traffic a lot. Pring yeah. really didn't get forward to su- to support him, and just one of those just one of those off game. You know, had an off, he had an off day. He did off. I mean, he did offer you know off opportunity to get the ball, but, uh, but his his finishing was off in a move we'll, we'll probably talk about later on. But he was no worse than some of the other players. So um, mm. give him time. Yeah. What What did you think of uh, Mameti today, Chris? I say a bit harsh. Then he looked a League One player, and some people say, "Oh, but wingers they have." games like that, there comes a point and we're not there yet where you've got to say, yeah, flatters to deceive, but where's the end product? Yeah. And I don't think we say that until we've seen him another half a dozen times or so. Yeah. Would you think that's a fair assessment to make, Chris? Yeah. Massively harsh to criticise the young kid, really, because I think he's stepped up and he's got me on the edge of my seat and I'm excited Mm. every every single time he gets the ball. But today he was a bit quieter. It's It's an away game. 
So you have to be a little bit more reserved in, in your approach when going forward. You're not going to be have as much decent possession in the right areas. Um, I mean, I, he's only played, he hasn't played a dozen, a half a dozen games yet. Um, no. I think he's one for the future, for sure. Um, I think he's hit the ground running um, and he's given us three great, great performances where people have been talking about him being man of the match in each one. Um, so that's not bad. Um, as for what he can work on, um, I think he can obviously work on his end product and he can work on getting slightly stronger in his upper body and trying to hold people off a little bit more. Um, uh, uh, something that Semenyo seemed to be able to do with ease because he was a little, he was bigger anyway. But, um, you know, would we have bought him for a million pound if he had all those attributes? No, we wouldn't. So, listen, no. he's got loads of potential. He's got a long yeah. way to go. Um, but a million pound, I think he's a snip. And oh, a absolutely. I'd, soon, I'd like to see him potential. get more of the ball. I mean, Ian, what do you, what, what do you think of uh, Mometi? I had high hopes. I thought, well, we missed him. He'd have been great to have on that side where I thought we caused Man City some problems anyway on Tuesday. So really looking forward to him coming back in and starting. And, uh, you know, he did a couple of little niggly fouls in the first half as Chris said, ran into traffic, you know. Um, could you even play him down the middle, you know, to run through the middle? What 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 do, what do you think of uh, Mometi today, Ian? I, I don't think he had a great game. He was better in the second half than the first. But, I no, I, I don't think he looks... Looks a League One player, and I mean, if you don't like league players, I shouldn't buy a season ticket next year because that's the ones we're bringing in. Mm. Um, so, no, I, I, I don't think uh, I, I don't I don't think that's a fair criticism based on what I've seen of him so far. If you look at him versus Cornick, um, and Cornick was a Championship player and has been for a few years, mm. so I, I don't I know I think that'd be a, a grossly unfair criticism yeah. of the boy, yeah. but. A lot of it matters how your team's playing. And for the first 20-odd minutes against Hull um, last week, we tore them apart. But we we just didn't put the ball in the back of the net. And the thing about no-end product, you could equally attach that to Alex Scott, Sam Bell. Um, I'd say Mark Sykes has been scoring goals and getting some assists, so I wouldn't say him. Um, and, And so... You know, I, I wouldn't necessarily look look at his end product at the moment. Now, if if he doesn't get any assisting goals in his next two or three games, then I think it's a fair criticism. Mm. But you've got to look at the game overall. And one of the big problems today that I thought is we had a lot of possession, and yeah. we're not a good yeah, team. 61 percent. Yeah, we like to play on the break, as as we saw when James sent Sykes away in the first half. So, and it's, the bad news is it's probably going to be the same up at Huddersfield. Um, who, if you look at the stats for their game, I was just taking a look at it while I was on mute. I was just looking at a, a list of the stats for their game against Coventry, where they got Wallet 4-0. And okay, they had 10% less possession. They had more shots than Coventry. Uh, they had half the shot. Coventry had 13 shots, six on target. Huddersfield had 14 shots with three on target. They had yeah. the same number of corners and the same number of fouls. So, but what the write-up says is they couldn't live with attacking football. And unfortunately, that's the only way we and can decisive play. And decisive finishers, like they've got in Gokarez, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't deal with him, but they couldn't deal with um, the defensive side of the game in Coventry's attacking game. So what we've got to do is go out there and attack. And if we can go out there and get three points, that takes us another three points closer to survival. We're still 12 points ahead of um, the bottom three. 22nd, yeah. And we've also got a vastly superior goal difference. So that makes it effectively 13. So it's not a time to panic. But we are rapidly running out of players. And, and what I'd be doing is saying to Harry Cornick, right, I'm going to rest you and you can get in the gym and, and do all your physical work ahead of the summer and work through pre-season because you need to be stronger and fitter. And I'd be given an opportunity to so the bigger lads we've got in the reserves. So, for example, in the under-21s, I mean. So, for example, 
um, Duncan Idahan, and you have Woods the centre half, yeah. and then you've got Palmer Holden and um, what's it, Ollie? What's his name? Ollie Taylor up front. Clark. Is it Clark Taylor? No, All right, wrap up the game before he's a midfield for... player, but Ollie, oh, whoever, I'll, I'll, I'll find his name while you're on, yeah. but. I'd be giving them a, a, a go up front as something different. Well, exactly, yeah, because we know, I mean, look, what we're fighting for now, I mean, somebody put on a thread, which I responded to, which was, oh, you get 33 to one for us to get in the playoffs. That's gone now. You know, this the season is finished. It's all about, can we finish in the top half of the table now, which we're five points adrift off. Just to wrap up on the game, and I'll come to each of you on this. Uh, Mark, the, uh, the, the sending off of their goalkeeper, Allsop, uh, straight red, I thought it was a bit harsh, really, because the ball was played, you know, I thought referee Matt Donoghue was okay, considering some of the refs we've seen, but was that, was that harsh? And then should we have done better in the closing stages when they had NG in goal? What do you think, Mark? Oh, by the way, it's Ollie Thomas while Mark's on mute. Is it? <laughs> there you go. Go on, Mark, speak. No, all right, Chris. I'll ask you the question. Uh, also, as goalkeeper sent off, you know, when you viewed it, it sort of it nestled in his belly and he touched it with his hand, so he did control the ball, but it just seemed a bit harsh. Yes or no? So you must have had the um, the benefit of a replay. We didn't, but at the time, you know, snap a snap, sort of one one viewing. I thought, do you know, if if, if Ant hit his arm, it would have gone through to an empty area and maybe it would be in a foot race to get on the end of it. It might have been a Bristol City City goal. Um, if, it, if it didn't, if it just rebounded off his belly into his hand, um, it sounds a bit harsh. You know, you yeah, he was hunched. Have... I mean, yeah, I, I was Robin's TV was uh, allowed in the UK uh, today, but they had the, you know, the, the straight on position rather than the sideways on. And he was sort yeah. of like hunched over the ball, and it sort of went between his belly and the uh, in the crook of his uh, crook of his arm. But uh, after that, do you, do you think we made the most of? I mean, there was what was it six minutes? I think there was six minutes of extra time, and ended up playing about eight. But we seemed to shilly shally a little bit when we had possession in the closing stages. It was a big ask to try and get two goals, but Wells's free kick, okay, deflected wide. Do you, do you think we could have put the goalkeeper under a bit more pressure? Well, obviously, we could have done a lot more. But, you know, we, I think we only had one little flick header from Naki Wells at the near post that went mm. into the, which popped up into the goalkeeper's arms at the time. Um, there wasn't, we didn't really uh, put, the, put them under a massive amount of pressure, did we? Even when they were down to 10 men. It, no. it kind of, it kind of just drizzled away from old. The game had gone really. then, by anyway, Chris, hadn't it? It, really, it had. You know, it would have been interesting if we had scored from that and left ourselves with six minutes to get the equaliser. But it was, um, yeah, it was a bit disappointing. Mm. It's got, gone other days now when you just lump the ball into the box. And anyway, that wouldn't that wouldn't have suited us. So we have to play, keep playing our normal way. We have got to keep playing the triangles. You know, we got to try to isolate people on the wide areas to get balls into the box. We have got to get good crosses in, and there's got to be movement in the box and all that kind of stuff because we're not going to win the aerial duels. So there was no point of just pumping the ball in there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a bit disappointing. Jesus, yeah. I was I was hoping for at least one and then have a grandstand finish. Yeah, no, that's true. You're back in the room now, Mark. Uh, we were just saying the ham, the uh, goalkeeper handling outside his area, straight red. Um, you couldn't get out of the way of it. And I guess if it's was it right that it was a straight red? Did we yeah, make the most he, of the Yeah, because he handled the ball. I mean, he did. He did a Nick Pope. I think the difference with with it, I think he, it, it was that he was under a little bit of pressure, and he just he just fell on the ball and then put his put his hands on it. But yeah, we didn't we didn't we didn't really do anything. You think we try and get the ball in the box and make the defender Perry Young at least have to handle the ball, and all we got was one flicks header from uh, Naki Wells and nothing else. In fact, they, they got the ball up the other end and, and, and ran the clock down. It, it was it was a really, it was really flat. We threw players into the box. I mean, Harry Cornick, oh, sometimes he, he, uh, he just looks like he gets in the way, you know, when he came on, knocked off the ball. Um, his, his, his decision-making, uh, passing the ball was poor. 
you know, it's like a kid. I mean, he's been out, in and out to... of their side this season. Well, he did. He side. did his. He did his hamstring. You know, I believe at the start of the season, so he struggled to got to get back in. Lost yeah. his place, and then he really was. Uh, he's been a been a substitute. I mean, he got twelve goals last season. I was going to say, how many games did he play last season? In thirty plus, he must have done. Yeah, thirty. I think thirty plus. But he just doesn't I look mean, like a player that be capable. No, of that he doesn't because... look. He doesn't look phys- physically capable. Um, he's not somebody you know who can hold on to the ball. Uh, he's, he's, some of his runs runs have been poor. He just looks really out of place. He looks like he needs a preseason, and you know I think we've seen enough of him now just to, to be a, a little bit worried because you want your substitutes to make an impact, and really, it was causing us problems because it. His his decision making was just causing problems. Like he, he, he like I said, he's like he, he's like he gets in the way. It was just a complete and utter mess <laughs> at the end with some of our with some of our yeah. for, our forward play. We might as well left well left the other players on. We well, well, playing with ten. You're, go, you're, you're almost one one phrase away from saying it was like playing with ten men. <laughs> but there we go. Yeah, that was All what right, I was trying onward, to say. I'm a bit onward, dry today. Onward, sorry. Onward, onward to Tuesday against. Uh, Neil Warnock, I think somebody said it was his 1606th game in the dressing to give a half-time uh, team talk. Um, Chris, how would you line the side up on uh, Tuesday night for the trip up to Yorkshire, South Yorkshire? Or wherever well, the first, the first change I would definitely make is I'd have to play Naki Wells up front. I think yeah. Yeah, even proved last year that when he wasn't starting games, he wasn't as efficient coming on as a sub and, and, and having the age he is, he needs to, needs to be a starter. You need to be at the races from, from, from the start of the game. You need to be going as a, as an impact sub. I don't think he makes a, a big impression. He, he needs to grow into the game rather than come on and make an immediate impact. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. the young lads come on with so much enthusiasm, they can impact the game. But Naki's not one of them. And going back to the, con, uh, the, uh, the Cornick thing, I mean, I, I, I count how many times he gave the ball away in the very short period of the time that he was on the pitch. And, and for me, he's got no chance of starting. He, he looks so unfit. He, I think it's probably because he hasn't had enough games this year. He was obviously going to run his contract down. Um, so the manager at Luton decided not to play him like Nigel Pearson has done so with players um, at Ashton Gate who haven't who've refused to sign contracts. So he's been, he hasn't been much in the side. He hasn't played many mm-hmm. games. Uh, and you kind of notice that, and his decision making has been poor. But you know that's Naki Wells in. So you're playing sure. Naki in the middle up. For, if assume it's the same shape, Naki in the middle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, are we going to presume Callas is definitely not playing? And I think playing? I think we presume Callas and Williams are out. Yeah. So what does the team look like going from? Yeah, but we obviously forward? hope they're not long term issues yeah. and you know season finishing and all that kind of stuff because that'd be a disaster. But. We um, hope that, I, but I think they will be just by what Ian said. When you talk about scans and stuff like that, it's worrying. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I think they're they're probably putting the young lads in midfield as uh, to sit alongside um, uh, Matty James uh, and allow and allow. Um, so maybe, who would that would be to come in into the middle? Gosh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know the young lads very well. I've got to meet. I've got to admit that um, I, w- I would imagine Ian will know, and Gary Hours is far better because he obviously watches. The, the academy a lot more with his son being there. Um, I've actually and, tweeted a team on on Twitter. If you want it, go on. Oh, go on, then let's have a let's have a little. Go look. on. Okay, I'll uh, let me just uh, let me just open it up. I've, I've pinned it, so I'll be able to find it. That's good. Right. Uh, who, team, who have you put in at centre half? Idahan and Viner. Um, I so you put that up pretty much within an hour of the game. Idahan. Yeah, Hang on, James, James and King in midfield, the two holding. Your three behind Wales would be Mametti, Scott and Sykes from left to right and Wales up front. Um, and then I'd be, I'd be, as I said, I, I'd be dropping Cornick and playing Ollie Thomas or Seb Palmer Holden because they're, they're different. You know, you could, Isn't it if you're a goal down with 20 minutes to go. Seb you, Palmer you, Holden's gone to Yeovil, Ian. Well, recall him. Yeah, if and we're allowed. Yeah, well, either that or if, if you want a, a bigger centre half, you could always recall Joe Lowe from Walsall. I don't think we can. I think that's been picked right. up on Twitter. We can't. How All right. Well, would you not? Would you not play Vyman anyway? No, not to start, Chris. I wouldn't. 
No, he's he's not had I, a good I enough season. He's he's doing your out of control speedboat thing, and yeah. Um, well, I, I think he's, he's not a wide wide player unless where where I might play him, and then I'd probably start Sam Bell in front of him. Is if we went with two up top. So instead of playing four two three one, we went with a four one three two, made it more attacking. Um, and I I think we've got all our strikers would would be better in a two, not a one. We haven't got a natural one to to play up front. Um, What's the two? What's the two then here? Well, you could play Wells in Bell. You could play Bell in uh, Wells in Vyman. I think Wells has to start because he's your top scorer and your penalty taker. Yeah. Um, so uh, Tommy Conway would is better off in, in a two. Um, well, he's Cornwall, not around. Def- <laughs> How Cornwall, close is he to return? Is it is it about uh, this week? No, at least two weeks, Chris. If yeah, not, if not after okay. the international break. Which but Ian, is you said about Idaho, and we saw what Idaho could do in a few games that he played at the tail end of last season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he didn't even make the squad against Man City. So you're bringing him back in. And obviously something's happened there that we don't know, but he didn't even make the squad against Man City when we put youngsters on the bench, you know, and we... Well, he's you know, what you've... Uh, he's basically what we've got. You've got him and um, I think, is, is it Callum Wood, the, the other centre-half? You know, you've... How how much longer do you, do you play people as you know in the under twenty ones? I mean, don't get me wrong. I want I want the under twenty ones to do well, and, and we've we're bringing players through. But Idahan's a left sided centre back. There's another lad, Rafael Arroyo, who's a left sided centre back. Puts me in mind of Lloyd Kelly. Yeah. Um, give him a game. I mean, or or what we're going to play Andy King centre back again where he's he's not great and we could really do with him and James yeah. at the base of a midfield Chris, with Williams injured. Chris, would you might, bring Chris, you might would want you bring, bring Taylor Clark in midfield? Would you bring but, Kane would you put would you put Kane Wilson uh on uh the bench he was on the bench against Man City, wasn't he, Kane Wilson? So he could come in, uh he could at least make the eighteen Tuesday, couldn't he? Yeah? You'd think. He didn't make it today. Are you asking me, David? Yeah, Kane Wilson. Well, you know, Ian uh, I mean, goes from nowhere straight into the team and Kane Wilson doesn't even get selected on the bench today when we were a bit bereft of uh, well, defence. Well, Dave, just a, sorry to butt in, but one's a centre-half and one's a right wing-back and we're not playing with wing-backs. Yeah, no, no. Well, well he's a right-back as well. I'm not saying, you know, because oh, he could move. Ta- yeah, yeah. Well, he has so, been played as a right-back. So you've got... So, but you've already got Tanner in Sykes, so where are they going? No, I'm not. I'm just saying as alternatives, whether he's going to mix it up a bit. But let me just go back to, okay. to, yeah. to, to Chris with, with you, Chris. I mean, Duncan Idahan, you know, he, if he if he was good, he'd have been on the bench. If, if, he, if he was fit, he'd have been on the bench against Man City, surely. And then again today. So he's yeah. obviously behind I don't, I don't Taylor Clark, the, isn't he? I don't know what the pecking order is. And you never know, you know, we've... Um, Nigel Pearson, you, it might be a way of introducing guys into the fold, but it seems like uh, if you're going to reward someone for hard work, you put them in the, on the bench against Man City. So, um, yeah, I don't know why he's obviously falling down the pecking order, uh, but he, he speaks very, very highly of the academy. You know, the academy team, they've progressed through the Premier League Cup. They're right at the top of the league at the moment. He says things like, well, if you think these young lads are good on the pitch at the moment, you should see what's coming through the system. So perhaps it's a chance to play these young lads. But I personally think it's really important to finish as high as possible this year because when we do enter the transfer uh, window again, um, players will be looking at Bristol City's finishing position to to decide whether they come to Ashton Gate or not. If we're if we're in the bottom half of the league, they're going to think, "Why would I go there and scrap it out in the, in the championship? I want to go to a team with potential, who want to go for promotion, yeah. getting the getting in the playoffs." And it's really important that you know between now and the end of the season, whether we can get in the you know whether we can get in the playoffs this season or not, we finish as high as possible. No, I think you make a very good point there, Chris. I was going to come on to that in a second. I'll, I'll ask the other guys that as well because looking at the table. You know, I mean, 10th 
to finish 10th, that's five points ahead of where we are. Sunderland, surprisingly, have tumbled right out there. That, that, they're the team occupying 10th at the moment. And that is a good objective to have. Uh, I mean, go, just going back to the side for Tuesday, uh, Max, I thought Max was good in goal today. I thought his handling was excellent. His kick in, he didn't send uh, any into touch. But the Tuesday team, as I'd say, see it and taking on board what people have said, I think is Tanner, Viner, as Tomo has said on here, Pring could come into the back four alongside Viner with Jada Silva. And then James and King as a holding two, I agree with that. And maybe a place for one of the youngsters. It's a shame. Is Josh Chris, is Josh Harris still with... I think uh, with, he's uh, there, yeah, that's right. I, I think... He's still yeah, there? He's, or is he, did he go Gloucester, to Gloucester? Yeah, I, I think he'd bring... Yeah, yeah he came see, back. He'd, have been, he'd have been a good player. But King and James he, he, to start. He came back from Gloucester. Yeah. Oh, is he? Did okay. he? Can I, we, can I have yeah, a second? Can I have ago. a second? Yeah, sorry, Mark. I was going to bring you in in a second, Mark. I was just giving the team... <laughs> yeah, I haven't forgotten about you, Mark. But when I asked you a question a few minutes ago, you weren't... You don't, anyway, that's bye-bye. James and King... Up front, uh, in front of them, Scott, and then, as Ian said, Sykes, and Mehmeti, and Naki. Um, they, 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 you know, it, it sort he... of picks itself. Mark, what, sorry, let Mark have a shout because he's getting, he's getting upset. Yeah, I, I, he's I, marginalised. I, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. A bit, a bit of a coughing fit earlier, sorry. I think I don't think that Nigel Pearson will... will play Idahoan, I think he'll play King next to next to Viner and then you know one of those gets injured, get the hassocks out and, and get You think he'll do that? So he'll play start, the Yeah, I think he'll half. do that. So he'll play he'll play Jay De Silva at left back and George Tanner will con, will will continue at right back. If he doesn't play Andy King, if he don't I mean what's Andy King at the moment but a bench warmer. Now I can see I can see what Chris said the Andy King of, of, of five years ago would have come on today. But otherwise, what's the point of picking him in the squad if he doesn't get any minutes at all? And really, you know, it was just like it was almost like a sentimental reason he came on in the other night because the game the game was gone. Uh, like you know, as much like Taylor Clark and and and, and Francois, I, I you know you could you could give if Omar Taylor Clark is doing enough to get to get on the bench, you could start him. But. I think if you're going to start somebody, it would be the experience of Andy King, and then you could bring Alan Taylor Clark on if he, his legs his legs go. So James uh, and Taylor Clark at the base of midfield with uh, with Scott, you know, uh, ahead of them, uh, and then play Wells, Sykes, and Mimetti. And uh, that's we need to get the first goal. Really, I mean, mm. commentary hammered them today. They're awful. I mean, this season they had they had the heart rips out of them after you know they had a lot of low needs last season and likes of Lewis O'Brien and Harry Toffolo went off to Forest, so they lost half their their first team. And like like Barnsley, who got in the playoffs the year before, you know, dropped like a stone. So they're very poor. But we know what you know. Neil Warnock is stupid. If you look at that game, and he'll say, "Look, Sabri and Mamucci got it right. Let's play a low block. Let's just frustrate them." I know how to beat this team. Just we'll give them the ball and see if they can break us down, yeah. uh, and 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 see if City try to try to force the ball and we'll get them on the counter. But yeah. we need that first goal. You can imagine what it'd be like. They're bottom of the league, well adrift. If they could, if we get the first goal, the crowd will be on their back, and it will make our life a little bit easier. Yeah. But it will not be easy. Never. You know, our it's goals are dry, our goals. The goals have just dried up, David. The goals well, have dried no, you, up. You said that, and just. Sticking with you as well, Mark. Does Kane Wilson make your match day squad? On well, yeah, Tuesday? he makes my match. He makes my match day squad because he, he can be he, he can be brought on uh, in place of in place of George Tanner because he's a right sided defender. He has played wing back. We haven't seen him play, or he uh, could a, even play a, in an advanced role in front of Tanner, couldn't he? Yeah, poss- possibly. Um, I, I don't think he's. He hasn't shown the fitness levels needed for the, for the championship. That's possibly why he got the injury that he did. It was yeah. hard for him to step up. The same thing happened to George Tanner. He was in and out the side. Yeah. Um, I think defensively he can still be found wanting George, but he, you know, he's he's still growing into that role. Uh-huh. But yeah, I you know I take Kane Wilson. You know, like for like. Yeah, but I'd love to see what Omar Taylor Clark can do in central midfield. Yeah. Um, you know, give give him a chance. Might be too early, but I I can't see Andy King playing ninety minutes, even though I would start with him on Tuesday and have a balanced, t- you know, two sitting defenders in a four t- in a four two three one. Mm. 
Mm. Huddersfield play a 3-5-2. So again, we're going to get that low block, um, you know, from, from Neil Warnock. I don't know if he still plays the direct football. You know, he hasn't really ever managed teams that, that like to play tippy-tappy Do football. anything any different. But we no, don't, we don't I mean, we don't pass the ball like Coventry, unfortunately. We don't have Victor Giocares, who, uh, who ran Who's rings lethal. around today. No, he I mean, was. looking at looking at the... Uh, looking at the uh, position of Huddersfield at the bottom. I mean, they're seven points behind Cardiff now, so it's going to look pretty dire for them if they lose in midweek. Uh, Chris, you said about finishing, uh, uh, you know, a top 10 finish, top half of the table, but let's say, let's call it 10th. I mean, we got a game against, uh, we said Huddersfield away. We then got Blackpool at home and they got a creditable, is there any home game in March, bizarrely? They got a creditable uh, 0-0 draw at home against free scoring Burnley. And then it's Swansea before the international break. Yeah, So three matches to come before there's uh, an end of March, uh, penultimate week of March, international break. Uh, to be credible and make a strike for that top half finish, we've got to be looking at mm, seven points in those three games, Chris. But, I mean, I'll ask you the same question, uh, Ian. Um, seven points in the next three has got to be an achievable, uh, achievable objective before the international break and four would be not so good. I'd like to see how we play against Huddersfield first with the players we've now got missing mm. um, because we're assuming no, nobody else picked up a knock um, today and the game's Tuesday. So uh, I mm, I really, you know, let, let's have a look at that game. I mean, if, if we... Uh, if somebody have offered me three points before playing the two games at Huddersfield and Cardiff, I'd have taken it. So let's hope we can beat Huddersfield, pick up three points. Blackpool, as you say, got a very creditable draw against Burnley today. So they're not going to be a pushover. Um, no. So I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that... Um, as I said to you before, my target is 53 points. We may not need that many to stay up, but I'm not looking at, well, what if we finish 10th? What if we? That's all cobblers. Let's be safe, then at least we know we're playing in the SBC yeah. next season and not in League One. And I don't, I've gone from the point of at the turn of the year, I genuinely thought we had a good chance of getting relegated. I now don't think we will, but we can't go on for much longer having four to six players injured at all times. No. And and that's the kind of number we're looking at. And that's why I said next season, we need to, you know, I think if we need uh, our squad, we need a player for each position, that's 22. And you need another six as cover players that can play in the various positions or whatever. Mm. And like you said earlier on, Kane Wilson, I think you're more likely to see him coming in if Mark Sykes is injured and playing in front of George Tanner, because I think he could do that role yeah. because Sykes is playing wide right and the wing back plays wide right and gets back a bit in defence. So a fully fit Kane Wilson could be used. And one thing he can do, probably better than most other people at the club, is actually cross the damn ball. I was going to say cross, low crosses to players to run onto, like the Sam Bell we, and we the forgot, We've forgotten a game. What's that? Well, after we played Blackpool, we got Luton away. Which, uh, that's Have we got another game? Got, yeah, we've we got, I, I mean, we've only got that. one home game in March. Yeah, we got Blackpool next Saturday, half 12 kickoff. Thanks, Guy. Uh, then we got Luton on Wednesday, the 15th, followed by Swansea away okay. as well on, on, sun, on Sunday, March the 19th. All right. Because uh, all, well all those, all well those naughty boys, obviously, that, that like to congregate for games in Wales. Well, Luton's going to be a difficult. Luton's going to be a difficult. Uh, Place to go well, we to, might have an it? agent. We might, we might, we've got an agent, haven't we, in in the camp who, who perhaps could reveal, Who's you know, that? some. Uh, well, you know, Cal Naismith, next Luton player, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and Harry Cornick. Cornick. Oh, and, oh god, I forgot about Harry Cornick. He has got too much. About he will. He could be useful. I don't think they're too much about that. Um, <laughs> Chris, just a quick one. Can can you hear me now, Chris? Can you I can hear, hear you, David. On, and we can. can I can hear you as well. Right, just one. I can question. hear him as well. Yeah, there you go. Don't know what happened. I, you, the boys could hear you, Chris, but I couldn't. And somebody put on here, uh, they couldn't hear you, which is really bizarre that the boys could hear you and I couldn't because uh, I'm meant to be the controller. Um, Chris, there were talks, there were talks uh, this week of some fans saying, oh, we should be giving Nigel a contract extension. And I think uh, 
John Lansdowne said, well, there's a time and a place for that. Uh, and there seemed to be a general view amongst the fans that we should be. Yeah. And that was in the euphoria of a decent performance against Man City. Um, do, do, do you think we should be talking about giving Nigel an extension now, Chris? When's his, when's his con- contract run out? Next summer, summer 24. I think it's a discussion for the summer. I think yeah. it, let's wait. Let's wait until the end of this season and let's have another chat. But um, you know, we, we we've been through some rocky rocky periods, haven't we? And I, I think yeah. the last two years he's he's had his his work cut out trying to strip the um, the play and budget back and trying to get some deadwood out the dressing room. Um, he's now it's obvious what he's trying to do. Um, he's trying to you know bring the academy kids through. He's trying to get his own boys in 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 that dressing room. Um, he's had a few older experienced heads that he's trusted throughout his career um, at the club, trying to keep an eye out on um, the standards that he wants to set. Um, I, I think he's one that we should keep, um, but I don't want um, I don't want to be giving him anything too early. I, see, I think see what happens in the summer is what you're saying, uh, then, Chris. Absolutely. And, and a top half what... to finish, anything, you know, if he finished 11th, you could give him a two-year one then with a one-year option because he's 60 this year. This could yeah. well be his last big job in football, couldn't it? Yeah. Well, he'll, he'll be judged on what I think the players he brings in in the summer. You know, mm. next, next Christmas, uh, I think we will find out whether we've, we've, we've signed the real deal or not because okay. um, he's had a lot of hard work to do um, and I didn't expect miracles overnight. Um and there was a lot of people asking for his head just before Christmas, and there was a little bit of discourse on the terraces. But I've I've always tried to back him. I, I like him. Um, he's a no nonsense guy, um, and, yeah. and and I think he's suited what Bristol City needed at the time. Yeah, that's true. Ian, your thoughts? Uh, contract uh, talks in the summer if we have a top half finish. I wouldn't personally. No, I'd wait and see how the summer goes, how the recruitment goes and how the team starts the season. What you don't want to do is give him a new contract and then the first 10 games go horribly wrong for whatever reason, Mm. injuries. um, And then you're stuck with a bloke who's got a a brand spanking new contract because let's not um, get overexcited here. Um, Nigel Pearson needs needs to be the manager of Bristol City as much as Bristol City need a manager because he's of Nigel Pearson's experience of Nigel Pearson's well, experience he's done what he's done. Well, his rec- yeah, but his record since leaving Leicester has been dreadful, uh, and his overall record here, he'll tell you himself, he's not yeah. happy with it, and it hasn't yeah. been good enough. He'll tell you that himself. But we are it's that well worn phrase. We are where we are. Um, so what you don't want to do is is fire the bloke is give the bloke a new two or three year contract whatever it is and then find that you're firing him after ten games because I, then I think you, that you, I don't I don't think that's in our style to be honest it depends if we finish the season strongly and we had a very poor start next season yeah but that's a lot go. of if, there's a whole of load of ifs in that Dave yeah 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 but look we you know I'm I'm yeah I think he seems. You know, he 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 seems a better mentally and just general demeanour, Nigel Pearson, than what he was twelve months ago. I think you know he he has no, achieved. I, I I don't I don't for a minute dislike the bloke. Sorry, Chris. I don't dislike him, but I'm just saying from a business point of view, I just don't think it's sensible. And let's let's see yeah. a how the next twelve games go, and b how we how the summer goes. Can we bring the players in we want? And can we start next season with with a, a bit of vim and vigor? That's all I'm saying. Then right. do it. What, what were you going to say, Chris? David, I, I think you know some of the things that he's brought on on himself over the last sort of um, you know when the teams have been struggling is is the way he replies to the press, and it's like a he's just a bit of a grumpy old man who's bored with some of the questions he gets asked, mm. and. And we quite warmed to him a couple of weeks ago just because he was dancing down the, down the dugout, yeah. which was we saw the human side of him. And we all, all quite like that. We, we want to see that emotion, don't we, whether it's good, bad or ugly. Yeah. But sometimes he, he, he's a little bit irritable when he does these interviews. And we just want him to relax a bit. because that, That's you know, a very good point, Chris. Want him to relax. And the interviews that he gave to The Guardian and The Times and stuff like that, you know, he's... 
he's no mug. He's quite a thinker, and uh, yeah, that's the human I, side of him, isn't it? That's, exactly, that's what we want to see, and then we yeah. all, we we warm to him. We we like Lee Johnson when he down, you know danced about on the touchline because well, a bit. we can relate <laughs> to him. Well, yeah. we, we, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think oh, um, Pearson's a realist. Yeah, I think I think Pearson's a realist. I think he needs to to earn uh, a contract offer if he gets it. I mean, he interestingly said. Um, on an interview recently, before the re- 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 you know the, the season resumed in 2020, when he was at Watford, he was very ill, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was surprised they hadn't got rid of him earlier because he, he he brought about a resurgence. Liverpool's first defeat, um, you know, that season they when they hammered him three 0 and they looked fantastic and they looked like they were building momentum, and then they lost that really because of because of COVID. And Watford, obviously, you know, they've got this merciless way of, of replacing their managers, even those who, who've uh, have, have got them promotion. Uh, yeah. You know, they've, they've sacked managers before during pre-season. Yeah. So I think he knows that he's got he's got to oh. earn it some somewhat. If I mean Tinian was excitedly said we got our we got our um, we got our transfer targets yeah. plans in place for you know bringing three or four players uh, in the summer. Let's hope the recruitment is right is right and we we start the season next season strongly. But we have got to finish this season comfortably because we right. are short in a few year areas and it could be potentially very bumpy between now and the end of the season in terms of It could of be because there's some tough there's some very it tough games. Be. Got to pick up yeah. I've got to agree with what Tomo says on here. He said I would give him an extension in the summer, one more year on top of his existing contract. And I tell you why I think that's a good idea because if we are going to sign these players as much as finishing in the top half of the table is important, right? If you're a player that's coming here to sign a three-year contract, right? And you know the manager's only got a year to run himself, that is going to feature in your thinking as well, I would think, you know, because you think, well, he could be gone in a year. Yeah. Whereas if he knows no, he's Dave, here for another. Won't. Why? Because players don't think like that. If you if you want to know how players think, go and listen to an interview by Riley Towner about why he joined Pompey, because he joined him and the manager was sacked and he still signed for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a great point, Ian. Absolutely, that's funny, but it, it does go into some players' minds, especially those that have worked worked with him before. Oh, yeah. and I think anyway, if, look, if you're talking about it's going just, it's all about opinions or somebody like that. Yeah, but not yeah. you know, not a bloke coming out of League One on ten bob a week and joining sure. Bristol City on five six grand a week. Yeah. He, he, you know, he ain't going to be worried about who the manager is. He's he's getting paid and he's going to be playing Championship football. Yeah. And managers come and right. go. No, they Absolutely. do, but as Steve yeah. said on here, uh, Ian, as Steve said on the text here, listen to why Cornick and Mametti signed. And, you know, it is about the quality of, of manager. But as he says, ifs and what's happening. Yeah, you I, always, I'm just going to go well, back. You must, I mean, you, do, do you want, Steve, do you want to buy a bridge? Because <laughs> if you, Matt, every player that joins the club, they always ask him, what's the... Was the manager a big part of you signing? Oh, yeah, he's brilliant. He's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. What's he going to say? No, actually, he's a bit of a tit, and I hope he gets the sack. <laughs> I'll never forget, actually. Do you remember Liam Liam Kelly joined us um, in a, in a 2012-13 season on a Friday? Uh, you know, Derek McGuinness sold in, sold in the, um, you know, the Bristol City, and he signed in a, in a bit of a fanfare for him. Uh, next day, we're hammered four 0 by Leicester, and he's out. And, and he's gone. He's, he's gone. All right. Forward. Look, it's all about it's all about opinions, guys. Will uh, and listeners, thanks for everybody who's uh, joined us this evening. We'll be reviewing the um, Huddersfield game on Wednesday morning, but that'll be up for uh, Wednesday lunchtime. But uh, Chris, Ian, Mark, thanks for your uh, contribution today. As always, always welcome on on here, and everybody who's listened with your little text comments as well. Thanks a lot for that, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your week. Thanks for listening. All the best. Bye-bye. Yeah, and as they say at the end of Crime Watch, don't have nightmares. Yeah, all right. (laughs) Cheers, everyone. Bye. 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 What if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy. As happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bow, bow, bowing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead, get up, get up, get out of bed, cheer up, 
Cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When red, red robins are bob, bob, bobbing along. Red Robin come bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepy head. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red robin starts bobbing along.